0: Welcome to the gate, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Welcome to the gate, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Caleb Lopez, and I'm here with my co-host, Trent Lopez, and this is the Free Range Mystics Podcast. This week we have Etain Lost from the Immortal Hour Podcast. We talk about uh, quite a few subjects, actually, tarot, meditation, spirituality, mysticism, and a few other things, as well as some slice-of-life topics, and we have plenty of tangents. I hope everybody's staying safe out there. I plan you okay. Okay, we plan on releasing a, a few more episodes this week since we have plenty of time on our hands. And everybody, wash your hands and stay safe. Uh, so we were kind of talking about like if you want to get started into any type of like spiritual or mystical practice, w- whichever it is, um, that it. there's like some fundamentals right and so uh, you mentioned that meditation is your fundamental so what is like Mm -hmm. what's your go-to fundamental meditation technique if you're telling beginners how to get started
1: like i i journey so the shamanic kind i guess um i know there's a lot of buddhist like mindfulness meditations there's different kinds of meditations um so i don't do the kind where i'm like stopping my thoughts or that kind of meditation. Um, although I can recommend, have you ever done sound meditation, like the binaural beats and stuff like that? That's pretty powerful. Um, oh, that's very really
0: welcome, yeah. I have.
1: Yeah. So the kind of meditation I do, I use music, so, and I kind of go into that state pretty easily. That, I talked about that on one of the episodes, but, um, and I use music, so, you find I probably too, <laughs> but you find um you could use drumming music um or for me any kind of music that I'm into that particular moment so like if I find the right music I can um kind of get into that and kind of let go a little bit and um and when my mind relaxes when I get like that then i can do like a journey so um so there's like a space that i go to and it's like um you can build your own and then let it build itself you know in, inside but um so it's like a tree so i start out at the tree and then i just let whatever come come up like whatever i see and but there's definitely a landscape it's the same landscape. It's um mine has a tree and it has a field and it has a bridge and a river and a cave and and these places that I explore and interact in. So that's the kind I do, but I but there's so many different kinds. But if what you get when people ask you to help them, like how can I, you know, what can I do to get started, and you tell them, "Start meditating, they'll be like, "Oh, I can't meditate, <laughs> and then like they're done, like I don't know what else they want you have to do some work, you know, and you can start with um I mean, you can go on YouTube and find some guided meditations, just something to kind of say to take you on a journey so you can just follow along you can do you can do that to get yourself started to to try to experience you know.
0: Uh yeah, know. that's actually no, that's actually that's awesome because the way I think that people have to get started into meditation is they have to find a type of meditation that appeals to them. It's like uh there's right. so there's so much you can do. It's like like to get somebody interested in reading, it's like, well, you have to find a book you like.
1: Exactly. Well, what kind of
0: book I and it was like, well, there's so much to choose from. Right. Um and I never, I, I honestly, to me, that's like daydreaming, and I love to daydream. Mm-hmm. Like, so you you're daydreaming into this kind of trance state. Um, mm-hmm. And you Need to know, like, if you're a daydreamer, then just take advantage of your natural tendencies. Like, if you're a serious person,
1: exactly, you yes,
0: serious regiment that is strict and disciplined. If that is what gets you there, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. But if you're not that kind of person there are still options. Like you're not just left out in the dark. Like you can just daydream your way through this. Right. We you know?
1: can all meditate. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but we I'm- have to try, we have to try, you know.
0: Well, if you don't tell your story, like nobody else gets to find out, you know, right. if you don't, if, if you don't share how it was for you, no one will know. So uh, for right. me, the way that I approach meditation is like, the distractions of every day are just part of it. Like uh, the the moment of what I'm going for is that moment where you realize you're not meditating and you get back on Oof, track. Okay. Right. Like, that's like <laughs> as soon as I realize that, that's like a mini epiphany. It's a mini awakening. Like I'm mm-hmm. not realizing I'm getting a little bit more control of my awareness. So I'm just trying to sit there and realize that I'm not paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's yes. all I'm waiting for. That's really all I'm waiting on because like uh, I I emphasize on lucid dreaming, all my mystical practice I do in like in the dream world because I can see it. It's Mm -hmm. more fun. It doesn't take any of my time in real life. Right. Right. So that's where I moved all of my mystical projects. Um, But to do that, you have to be able to realize you're not um, dreaming. And if you don't have like control of your awareness, Uh, it's always kind of elusive to you. And the more that you meditate and you become more familiar with what your mind is doing, the easier it is to Mm -hmm. kind of steer it. And I I find that to be like true of all uh, tradesmen or artists or they're like, they're, they're, what they're doing is like, like they're riding the current Mm -hmm. um, their imagination and they're just, they're not trying to fight it.
1: Um, exactly yeah
0: on who they are like they're focusing the most as they like it's not even a true photo. they're just being who they are without the the pollution of worrying of people approve of it or not
1: right they're creating yep i love that Yep. i all right my lucid dream experiences and maybe i should try again but um when I was younger younger being like 30 (laughs) when I was younger um I did have a few lucid dream experiences that were um spontaneous I guess like I didn't set out to lucid dream and I never have so maybe that's something I could try but um I would I would wake up in in my dream and but what happened to me, every time, was when that happened, I would get really excited. Like, <laughs> like yay! <laughs> I would get super excited. Yeah. And then and then I would wake up shortly thereafter. So I really didn't get to do a whole lot, <laughs> except wake up in my dream. Um, so that's my only experience. I, I get too excited. I, I don't know what I need to do differently, but... But I have ex- I have felt it. I have experienced it. Now
0: that's yeah. a great sign. So you're like you've already done the hard part. Like the hardest part is for people to figure out that they can do it. And if they haven't right. had that experience where they have a lucid dream, then it just seems like this idea that's impossible.
1: Yeah, um, right.
0: <laughs> it's like uh, like I understand that when you're trying to like convince people that they can like divine things from tarot cards. They're like, no, nah, mm-hmm. that sounds bonkers to me. Like, I'll give you that. Which is like no, you can lose the dream. It's like no, you can't. It's like no, you really can. Like you really, honestly, you can. Like don't sell yourself short. Right. Anybody can know how to do it. Um, but the fact right. that you've already right. like had that experience, like the, the 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 uphill battle has already been won. Like you know you can do it when you
1: right. I know. Right. I know it's a thing. Right. <laughs> because of experience. Yeah. So.
0: And then so now when you get there, um, the you give into astonishment like right away. Like you're just astonished that you're there and you wake up. And that can happen to you at any point in time. Like you, like I've done it multiple, multiple times and still I'll become aware of a lucid dream and it can just be so astonishing that I just wake up.
1: Right, okay.
0: So that's fine. But what what that means is the next time you go to sleep that night, Mm -hmm. uh, awareness is already dialed in uh, so high, which is common. Honestly, women already are, Like dial it in naturally. like It's it's much harder, according to the studies, it's much harder for men to do it. Um, But it's extremely easy for children uh, and women, especially uh, teenage women, are supposed to be like hands down the most skilled practitioners naturally. Um, Right. But your your awareness is already so high, so if you go back to bed with it in mind that you're going to have another lucid dream, the odds of you having another lucid dream on top of that are pretty high because you're already like, you're skipping across the top of the awareness threshold you need to have one. So right. uh, if it's already there, like it'll be super easy for you to start having lucid dreams and it, it won't be all you, all you would have to do is just start writing your dreams down every
1: night. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's hard.
0: <laughs> Who wants to get up and like write their dreams down?
1: No, I used to do that for years. And, um, I will say that right now I don't do that, but I know that it helps. And so I have like a box full of, full of dream. Um, and, um, but not lucid ones, just the few times I have very vivid dreams and I'll write them down. And, and then what I noticed too, is if you start tracking, you need to have a journal. If you start tracking your dreams, I think, I think you brought this up earlier, actually kind of. I think that we all have our personal symbolism, so so I believe in like looking up symbols and what they mean and and all of that, but then to kind of put that to the back a little bit because to you it might have a little bit it has its own symbolism, like if you're afraid of cats, maybe cats aren't good in your dream or you know what I mean like it's personal,
0: do you remember? In uh, high school, they give you, like, how to do uh, an equation. It's, like, uh, please excuse my dear Aunt child It's, like, parentheses. Um, um, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm showing how dumb I am about math. But it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it tells you, like, what order to do the operation, like, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Right. Right. So, whenever it comes to, like, correspondences, I always, like, if it has to do with you, a meet like if it's got a direct connection with you, go with that one. Like don't like the if the book right, is telling
1: exactly you yes
0: yeah if the book yes. is telling you something that is contradicting your personal experience with that item or it's that simple. symbol. Mm-hmm. Ignore that. Go with what you feel first. That's the that's the immediate effect of it. And if you don't really know what to feel yet, those right. those are just there to kind of help you understand what that item traditionally means. Like so, there's thoughts behind right. why it means that but your personal involvement with the world is going to have a completely <laughs> different set of symbols and you just need to get in the practice of recognizing that there are symbols there not that those exactly. symbols are universal like it's not a language it's a fingerprint language like it's different for me and it is for you
1: exactly yes
0: and, and that's it's hard for he- us to talk about it in the same way because your experience Will feel different to you, like even your physical sensations and encounters with it will be different from mine. So it's mm-hmm. even on common ground when we both agree that it's there.
1: Exactly, exactly, and that's why it's important to keep a dream journal so that you can learn more about your own symbolism. I guess.
0: So the way I keep a dream journal is um, when I'm when I'm trying really my best to have a lucid dream. Uh, What I'll do Mm -hmm. is every time I wake up, every time in the night I wake up, I'll write in the journal. And if I don't have a dream, I'll just, like, draw a circle just to signify that I was awake long enough to draw a circle. And every single time that night, I wake up and I'll do this for about a week. What inevitably happens is I'll wake up and I'll realize that I dreamed, but I didn't. Oh, okay. Lost awakenings of waking up and writing in the journal. So then, what I started doing was a reality check. So, like a reality check, I don't know if you've heard about them, but it's where you check to see if you can do something that's impossible in the uh, regular world that you couldn't do in your dream. So, for instance, my favorite one is I pinch my nose closed and I close my mouth and I try to breathe. Well, in a dream, I can breathe my nose closed, but I can't do it in reality.
1: Okay, Um, right, right.
0: And some people push their finger through their hand, right? Or they jump. Well, you know, right. there's something that, you, it's got to be something discreet though. Like you're, if nobody's looking at you, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but if, like, if you're in the public, it probably right. is not good for you to be touching <laughs> your face.
1: Right, exactly. Um,
0: but you'll find that you're awake in your dream and not really awake. And it's uh, its really cool to uh, catch those moments when you're dream journaling that hardcore. But right? at the very um, you should at least at the end of the night, you know, when you get up for the last time, like jot down your ideas. Now, do you do like a long, extensive recording or do you just do basic uh, words and then go back to it later?
1: Basic and go back. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like I tried to. I don't want to lose anything. So I'm just, you know, like it's kind of a mess. I'm just <laughs> every everything. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, a journal where it has like pre-designated spots for you to fill out like who what where mm-hmm. when what look like and that i've liked that it, it kind of takes the stress of uh, figuring it out but it just it costs money so I'm like ah, i'm probably not getting another one but it's not nice <laughs> right. this one
1: right you'll have to make
0: one um <laughs> so do your dreams uh, have they had a an influence over your life like do you feel like they've been prophetic or involved in yes. your uh life in general yeah
1: yes and also i think that's where we work on stuff too like if there's stuff we need to get through or or heal i think we do that a lot too um i don't feel like i really have prophetic dreams about anything you know how some people do i'm sure but i think they guide me sometimes i had um i don't know it's again spirit talking to me um when i dream i guess i my favorite dream if i if you want me to tell it (laughs) okay so um I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, I um, I wanted to start doing my genealogy, like ancestry or whatever. And there was this rumor: my parents are deceased. I, I don't have any, I don't have anybody. Um, but there was this rumor that my dad's father was my grandmother's second husband. You know, there's like the rumor that, the family rumor, and um, because he looked different. And the second husband was Native American, so I'm, um, you know, I'm going to research this stuff. You know, I'm Blackfoot, and I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean. I got all excited, right. and I um, I did my my DNA, and I did the ancestry, and you know, Granddaddy is my Granddaddy, and <laughs> and that really was his dad, and um and so then i kind of felt bad for a minute like sorry granddad (laughs) so So then i started i started researching but before that before i started found out before i did the dna and before i researched i had this dream a very vivid dream and it was this old white house in the country and there was a little tiny like a little tiny footbridge over like a stream it was really weird and um I went in the house and I'm exploring the house and it's got like old wallpaper. It's like a four square house. And um, I go upstairs and there's this little boy on, on, in the bedroom and he like says hi to me and stuff. And and I said, what's your name? And he said, bird. And I kind of giggled. I'm like, oh, okay, bird, like, you know, make up kid name. And um, he walked me around the property and So it was a vivid dream. I wrote it down in my journal and then, you know, fast forward like a couple years, five years, I um, got the DNA test, started doing the research and come to find out my family was from a little tiny town in Virginia, Floyd, that I love that I didn't know they were from there. But I went to a concert there and I fell in love with this town like crazy. Like we went every year. Okay. Like loved this. I love, I want to move there actually, but.
0: You're um, starting to give me goosebumps already. I don't Like I'm like, oh no.
1: So my family's from Floyd. So I'm like all excited and I'm doing the genealogy and I come across like this picture like my grandfather was like in the post the postman or whatever and it's and then I look it up like I look up the the post office and stuff it's for sale there's this freaking white house and the post office from the civil war for sale okay (laughs) so my husband agreed to go down there for the weekend and like check it out and stuff right so we traveled down there and (laughs) and we go to check it out and we didn't get the house it was falling apart and stuff but it was cool i got to yeah. stand at the post office you know where my grandfather um, worked but when we're walking around the house and checking it out i noticed that there's this little footbridge of our stream <laughs> okay so i'm like Like, wait a minute, this is weird. And what I found out that day was my family's graveyard was right around the corner from the house with the footprint. People, my people are buried there. They have a little graveyard. It's like a whole bunch of them. So now I think, I think that's what I was supposed to find.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Did you ever find a connection with the kid's name?
1: Yes, thank you. I forgot that part. So when I was doing the genealogy, um my fifth great grandfather who's buried in that cemetery, his brother's name was Bird, B Y R D. Bird. Wow. <laughs> I That's was like, insane. Buried... That's insane. And I'm like, "See, I don't know.
0: I've got Maybe. um I've got two stories like that, but one is dirty and then one is funny." <laughs>
1: It's your show, so I'll right? tell you
0: the, I tell Yeah, I'll tell you the one that's funny. It, it was actually kind of cool. So the very first time I ever had a lucid dream, um, I was trying to fly. And then my son came into the dream. And he was flying around. And okay. he was making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was – because he's fixed And all he wants to do is fight. And this is a uh, right. – this is a two ago. So, like, we we're constant karate mode. Anyways, I woke up and he was laughing like in his sleep. He was still laughing at me. And it was like that oh, moment of like, shit, like, wait a second. Why is he laughing? Like I just woke up and it, it was like, I'm sure he was laughing already in his dream. And then it just entered my dream. But it was one of those moments. It was kind of like, man, there's something else going on here. Like that Actually, connection yeah. was crazy because he was flying around me, literally just making fun of me. For not being able to fly very well, and he was just flying in circles around me, poking right. fun at me. And like, it's like you're like as soon as I figure this out, you're gonna get it. And, <laughs> um, but anyways, and about down. the grandfather. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh-huh. then he's laughing. So my cousin names his uh, second-born son Jack after Grandpa Jack. So mm-hmm. everybody for a long time thinks like Grandpa Jack is a sweet, endearing name. But when he died they started telling the story about how he got that name. And really, his name was like Lionel or something.
1: And they called
0: him Grandpa Jack because he apparently was sounding like a jackass. And that was the family's (laughs) inappropriate nickname for him. And this kid is already like eight. (laughs) Like, like, you ain't changing it. Like, now they all know that he's got the wrong name. But it's kind of like, yeah, so it's cool. No one says anything, but he's going to find out. You know, like
1: someone tell him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, but like you were telling me that story, I was like, man, that's such a sweet story, but sometimes it goes the other way. Like it's,
1: right, but
0: right. I, I guess it handed down and they're inappropriate. But <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so we, we talked about uh, meditation being key to your development just starting off. But like after meditation, what, what, what would you say is like next on the list of things to pick up or things to do? <laughs>
1: um meditation and of course we also brought up keeping a journal you know okay like a dream journal um you can also write down like even during the day like weird things that stick out to you you know what i mean and you can kind of track those things if you write them down you know and kind of find the correspondences and stuff in your life like
0: you know Yeah, so I've got, like, this, like, four pillars of lucid dreaming. Like, you got to do them, right? Like, so – and one of those is keeping a dream journal. Or, Mm -hmm. or like, just in general. Like, so there's got to be something tied to um, uh, recalling your imagination. Mm -hmm. Like, specifically, the things that you imagine have some type of influence that seems to be, like, more – um, tangible, then it's just, then it's just a dream. And then the more that you look into it, it's like, then you give it more ability to be correct. Like, right. For me, the experience is like, all right, well, let me use like a crystal, uh, a pendulum (laughs) to ask questions. And then it'll freak me out. like, ah, what's going on here? It's just the two of us. What's going on with this? Like, this (laughs) is not, it shouldn't be working, you know, like, Mm -hmm. same thing with tarot like the first time you mess with the deck of tarot cards Mm -hmm. and then it gets like too personal with you you're like hmm what's what's this (laughs) like
1: that that's my third thing so meditation journal and divination of some sort at like tarot cards or something I don't care what you pick but something that you're using That you're practicing with that you're using to see like you said what comes up like you know what I mean you don't
0: know what's the appropriate way okay what's the appropriate way then to approach the divination method like you don't initially think you're dealing with an intelligence then you figure that out like later on you're like oh shit like I need to have my manners in place like I need to have my shit together before I come to this table but what, is it, what, what mindset did you step out with before, like, you have to realize that so that you can kind of be prepared for that? Like, how would you? Because right. we try to explain, like, spirits or angels or demons or whatever you like, but it's, it's hard, you know, to explain it.
1: You have to have a respect. You know what I mean? You can't come at it. I don't think you should come at it um, making fun of it. I think you should do it because it's, like, an experiment. It's something you have to be respectful and serious and and see what you get. Oh, I hate to hear that.
0: I'm not respectful or serious at all. I'm not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I pick I picked the appropriate like I think I picked the right <laughs> I picked the right um mentality, I guess, of the right spirits to work with, right? Like I try oh. to have like Bugs Bunny in mind. You know, more than more than <laughs> More than somebody more serious. It just it's easier because I, I like to have a good time and when things get serious I get bored. Like I just want like for me like I just want this to be fun and enjoyable and I don't want it to be scary or frightening. I just no. like what I want from life is enjoyment. And but regardless, you still kind of do have to deal with your fear. Like you once you start dealing with it, you you're gonna have to face you know your own kind of shadows like that naturally uh-huh. is gonna come out. Of you. Yeah.
1: And when you pull that card and and it speaks to you and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? What is this? This yeah. is right right on, dead on, you know? But I also know a lot of people that, you know, research this kind of stuff, but they've never, you know, did anything with their tarot card deck. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you have to use it. You have to, you know, try to use it.
0: Have you ever had a, a reading or dealt with any mystics like that?
1: Yes. I've I've had good experiences, though. I don't, like, go looking for it, but there have been times when, um, like, in groups or something, where I get the opportunity. And um, actually, the person I told the story about, the person that died, um, last year, um, some medium... I was on this group and this, this girl who's a medium, I didn't know she was, she messaged me. And because I was doing like tarot card readings every week for the group, she was like, since you do that all the time, how about I give you a reading? I'm a medium. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know you were, didn't know. And um, so we did it. And all she said was, give me the first name of who you want me to try to contact. Um so I gave her my father's name, Cliff, and um and she's like, Okay, I'm getting somebody and he's young and he was in an accident. I'm like, Yeah, that's not my dad, you know? <laughs> I'm like yeah. um, um No, I don't that doesn't fit. And then um and she goes, Look this guy has a similar name and he's not leaving. He's like, just let me, like, I just want to say hi real quick. Like, like, she's like, he's literally like that. Like, just let me say hi real quick, you know? And um, so I started to think of like Chris, you know, Cliff, Chris, you know? And so he did die in a motorcycle accident and she's like, okay, I'm going to let him talk. And it was, it was pretty interesting. It was, um, I didn't intend to die. Like he, and he was in a motorcycle accident. Um, That he loved me and that he was proud of what I was doing, which I don't know what I was doing except a podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, what am I doing?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But that, that he was around and so I don't know but it was pretty interesting definitely especially the messages you know what I mean it was it fit it was a message it felt good you know that was my experience with the medium
0: uh I had a, another one where I was with a friend and we were in New Orleans and we sat down with this guy
1: mm-. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, off of one of those famous streets, like the French District. Mm-hmm. He was the worst guy I ever sat down to sit across from. Like, like he would try to like guess your name while you were saying it. Like you would start <laughs> saying, your name and he try to guess it, and he'd be like, "Hmm, you were on a plane recently." And you're like, "No." You're like then you were driving for a long time, and you're like, "Well, I mean, yeah, well- obviously it's one of those two. If we're from out of town, is like, are you from out of town?" <laughs> so like.
1: You're like, this is bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, man. Well, here's your 20 bucks. You know, I should have known better. Um, But I, I guess there's like, there's something to that. Like, uh, think about that guy. Like, think about that guy who's trying to pull that off. Like, mm-hmm. how dumb does he think you are? Mm-hmm. Like, that has to work or he wouldn't be doing it.
1: Right. Exactly. He's making so it makes money. It you wonder
0: it makes me mm-hmm. wonder like how easy like is it just to just to be a con man like uh, are there really that many dumb people but then you think you know you think of the average person and half of everybody's dumber than that person right you know so it's not like it's not too stretch you know too far a stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. um, but to, so this is one thing that i think is i struggle with when i try to like tell people about mystical or spiritual development is I find that there are a lot of people who are struggling with their mental health. Yes. Um, and it is hard for me to be like, yeah, well, you know, when you're dealing with the spirit, what you really got to understand is like, it doesn't exist unless you want it to when this mm-hmm. person really just like mental health, like they're not really,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm. they're really something going on there. And it, they, they, Somebody will uh, a regular human being will hear me say that sentence and be like, yeah, you are in that same category, buddy. <laughs> right. like, don't, like, Don't think you're not in the same group. Uh, but I do people who are like looking towards like mystical or spiritual development as if that's what they need to complete them. And I don't think right. that's what it is. I think it's part of the rest of who you are, not who you are. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, exactly. I do too. I think
0: you got to um, do in your everyday life, you know? So do you, uh, do you like do any kind of banishment rituals or do you bring in any other accessories like wands, crystals, feathers, um, smudging, uh, pendulums, tarot cards? Like what did you bring? Like what's your current like tool set when you practice?
1: Um, well, crystals, of course, I, I pick one every day like with my you know what I mean I reach in and select the one that feels good for the day and carry that with me um I do that they make fun of me at work for my rocks, <laughs>
0: like uh, look, rocks. let me. Um, <laughs> I mean I, I love rocks like I've got a big stack of them all kinds of different crystals uh a buddy of mine got me a mammoth bone I actually make have you ever seen bismuth crystals
1: yes yes I, I
0: make those, so, I'll, yeah, I for 100%, I'm looking at a stack of, like, nobody would want these. I'll send you one. They're awesome. I think they're great. They're mm-hmm. supposed to help with lucid dreaming focus. Also have a amethyst, quartz, but I don't have the connection to crystals that other people seem to have. Like, I don't never, I don't have that connection. Like, to me, they're just things. I don't mm-hmm. feel them. You know what I mean, like, so, was there like- something that you had to do, or...
1: No, I just, I mean, they feel, I just go with the one that feels right. And I can't explain it because every day they'll feel different. Like, you know, today I might have um, a smoky quartz. Tomorrow morning I might wake up and feel, I have them like in a big dish. So I don't, can't even see them. I mean, you know what I mean? I could pick one in the dark and I just carry that. I don't know. It just works for me, you know? Whatever one feels right for the day. And then it's really
0: so mystical. Like you're like, ah you know, which one, one is it? Like picking like a bingo ball. You know, like
1: <laughs> Yep. I do that and then I pick a rune every day in the morning. Just kind of. Well, so I don't see. do the
0: runes at all. Where do those come from? Those, are those like Norse or yep.
1: Yes. Yeah, I like them. Um, and I'll just pick one for the day and then my tarot deck I don't do that on a regular basis just sometimes I feel like it and I'll go sit and um, just kind of shuffle and kind of spend time with them like you know just shuffling as I'm listening into something or whatever and then I'll just um, start turning cards or start noticing if any cards fall out and just kind of paying attention Mm -hmm. You know, and kind of do a little reading or whatever. Um, and so i the part will read...
0: fall out and they just straight up ignore it. I'm like, mm, that sorry. That <laughs> 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 wasn't appropriate. I wasn't asking. Too bad. <laughs> like, go back in there. <laughs> They'll fall out again. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, get like, it back stop. in there. I'll put up. <laughs>
1: And that does happen a lot. It's the same one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, no, 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 for real. Get get back in there. I'm gonna take you out of the deck. You want me to do that? <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Uh, so you re-reversed um, or face up in reverse, or do you just re-face up? How how do you read your Daryl?
1: Good question. Um, it's a I do reverse like I will read reversed but then I'll kind of just think of like the whole picture do you know what I mean like I don't get stuck on that necessarily unless I'm asking a question if I'm just kind of spending time with them and seeing what pops up I I don't worry about that but if you're like actually looking Uh, what
0: I'm sorry Uh, what deck do you use
1: Um, I have the Crowley deck
0: the-, the, so that my deck is uh loosely or kind of my deck is closer to your deck. Yours is black and white.
1: No, it's colored.
0: It's color. Um, mm-hmm. my, I had the hermetic deck, but it's the, like the Thoth it's- deck. I think the illustrations are very similar. Yep. Yep. Uh, but mine isn't for people. Like I would never like read on people <laughs> with it or ever like i why do i i don't want to know like no ew gross no i don't
1: <laughs> you just kind of meditate with it like to spend time with it like
0: um I, I use it okay this is how i use mine is i really don't often use it for divination every now and then i'll post but if i want divination i'll just go to the i-ching or the e-ching
1: uh-huh. um mm-hmm.
0: the e-ching just like does it like uh, you don't even have to try we're just gonna tell you so right. I just like all right, fair enough. You know, I'm just going to so thought I, I rely on the I Ching like I I've done
1: that a lot. It's not wrong.
0: Too. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, instead of doing all this other stuff, I'm just going to the I Ching." And it'll tell me like um I do have a like a real life story where the I Ching told me like, "Hey, you're going to do something good for somebody, but they're not going to be able to tell you thank you and you're only going to be punished for it." And I was like, "Oh, and- what a horrible thing." And it happened.
1: Right right
0: and um i was like oh shit well but knowing it like knowing that that was supposed to happen made it easier
1: right yes
0: i got the reading before it happened and then it happened i was like all right and it was like and then the reading was like look this isn't about you getting credit for being good you're just doing this because you're a good person and you're not going to get credit for it so get over it right like that's just how it's going to be um and then I found myself in that situation, and I felt bitter. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is exactly what it's telling me about." Okay, I get it now. Uh, so, with my tarot deck, what I do is actually I build uh, sigils with them, and so I'll uh, okay think of it. I oh, but I also play with them. Like I, I do get them out and just play with them, and imagine mm-hmm. uh, who they are, what they're doing, or how they feel. Like mm-hmm. I I'll let myself play with them, right. Um, and then I kind of get a feeling for them. And then when I pull them out, like I have a, have a sense with their, how they feel, you know, when I get them out, like I, I, I imagine relationships between the mm-hmm. cards. And, um, but so like, say I want, uh, to create a sigil and mm-hmm. like a sigil that I would create would be like, uh, I want to, uh, lucid dream tonight. Right. Like just mm-hmm. say that. One. So then I'll go through the steps to build the sigil. Then like, I'll go through, uh, I'll find a way to address a card to it. So I'll break them down to just a few letters and then I'll attach the letters to planets or numbers or stars and I'll tie them into the tarot cards and pull (laughs) those cards out and then deal with those cards and try to get it as far away from the idea that I started with and more symbolic. Uh, But as soon as I get the tarot cards involved, um, then it seems to kind of take off and become like a story. Uh, And then I know (laughs) like, Then I know I've got like a good Sigil. thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, got like it's alive now. Like, once the serial cards start giving it a narrative, then I'm like, all right, this is the story of this guy who was doing this, and what it really means is I'm going to lose the dream tonight. But now I got right. this story in my mind I can think about that will
1: mm-hmm. like
0: can be a dream later, or you know, come up as a, a narrative in some other way. And that, that's, that's and that's how it works for me, you know.
1: I. I'm actually gonna try that because that sounds pretty um, effective. Like, I can see that when you're explaining it, I'm like, "Yes, that that makes sense."
0: Yeah, and so I was like, "So I don't like, I don't, I don't like to leave things to chance, you know? Like, mm-hmm. ah, it like wrecks my day if I can't plan mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So that way, I get to pick the cards, and I look through the deck looking for the right card, mm-hmm. and it makes me think." why that card would be the right card or not the right card for what I want to happen. You know, so then right. I have to like... It, to me, it's just a different experience than like, oh, this one came up. Like, what does death mean? He's like, he's just saying mm-hmm. hi. Just like, you know, like, <laughs> right. not that big of a deal. <laughs> so, you know, like... It, and, and I think you said... But, you know, I, I've never seen anyone uh, approach it that way. There's a golden dawn meditation where... You build the card. You stare at the card, and you uh, until you can memorize what it looks like, mm-hmm. and then you build it in your mind, and then you erase it in your mind, and that's the full meditation. Mm-hmm. And you do that with each card, um, and so the the entire cycle is complete once you've done all what like seventy three cards, I believe, or seventy two, right, or seventy eight. Oh, who knows? None of my business. <laughs> How many cards are there? <laughs> But that would like that would drive me crazy. Like if that was like if someone told me to do that, I would never finish. I'm not going to do that. Right. Like it just doesn't seem fun to me. Like I was like yeah. Like where's the, the way- fun in that?
1: a like chore. The, the way you you do it too, you're like part of it because you're looking for the right one, and you know what I mean. Um,
0: Your... Have you have you worked with any other people in like group magic?
1: Um, no, only um, like group meditation experiment experiments stuff like that. I've done that. Oh,
0: cool! Yeah, um, the like, uh, like like where rituals. they were guided meditation.
1: Where well, where a bunch of people who meditate in the same way as me would be like okay tonight we're gonna you know meet up and, and then you just pick one thing like a tree like we're gonna meet at the tree when we meditate whatever time that is for you and then tomorrow we're gonna share what we experienced like we're just gonna put it up there post it up there and i've done that which could be really fascinating
0: did did like anything that did anything come of that? Did was there anything that was like wow, yeah. that's yeah really?
1: And and it's always wow. unique. Like everyone has their own experience, but then there'll be like little things where you're like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Like like I saw you and you were wearing the red thing, and you're like, okay, okay. Like there's little things that pop up that make you think like, okay, let's do this again. <laughs> <laughs> let's take our notes. Let's do this again. Yeah.
0: Wow, like. Um, so are you familiar with the double slit experiment that seems to be pretty, uh, a pretty popular like justification yeah. for the occult? Yeah.
1: What? You can tell me.
0: Okay. So there's this, uh, this quantum experiment where they fire uh, a photon into one of two possibilities. And if it's observed, it behaves as a wave. If it's, yeah. I'm sorry, if it's observed, it uh, behaves as a packet. If it's not observed, it behaves as a wave or or vice versa. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: the the key thing is that uh, its behavior changes when it's being observed. So um, that kind of develops into this idea that things become or ideas become things because we collapse them into the quantum field by thinking about them. Like we literally, by thinking about something hard enough, can make it become a thing. So the reason mm-hmm. we have like an engine is because enough people thought about it hard enough for us to have it. Right. Um, and that even at the very like smallest subatomic level, a person looking at a a photon can change, change. what side of the the uh, spectrum it's going to be on. So at large levels, this is like the argument for like telepathy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, astral projection, remote viewing, um, that kind of thing. Right. And um, maybe the greater idea that I'm trying to get around to is there's this idea that your brain is, uh, your consciousness is not like your brain, but like an even greater aura around your body. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever like felt aura sensitive or encountered auras or had anything to do with that? That
1: No. No, I don't. I don't see auras or anything. Do you?
0: Do you have? Uh, well, I, I do energy work. So what okay. I'll do is, I'll, um, that. So do you do any of the Eastern stuff with like chakras or anything like that?
1: Just meditations.
0: Okay, so this like- is interesting. Um, so if like say like if you scratch your knee, right? This <laughs> is uh. Robert Bruce is this astral projection instructor. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, scratch your knee and then stop scratching it. And then you'll feel where that
1: meditation is.
0: I just did it. All right. So then quit scratching it and just keep your consciousness there. Well, that basic idea to move around your body, like move that sensation around your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the meditations that I do is I do, I just move that sensation through, different points in my body and since I started to do that I started Mm -hmm. to have a greater like sense of myself but in a different kind of way like my awareness of myself is uh there's more to it than what I had before like I'm more aware of like how I feel more often but before I just wasn't really thinking about it
1: right no that makes sense to me that makes sense um but
0: But you got people who, like, can swear that they can see your aura, tell you about it, you know, (laughs) be able to diagnose illnesses from it by how it looks or how it's shaped. And to me, I wonder if, like, is that the same as tarot cards or just using different symbology? Is it the same? Like, would you consider that to be the same type of magical interaction or are those separate?
1: I think it would be the same divining from someone because you can see someone's or yeah i think it would be the same
0: um do you have any like hard limits on like what we're like "Ah, i don't know about all that
1: no i think i'm pretty open-minded i don't get um i think i come more at all of it like just being fascinated and curious you know So I'm kind of open-minded, but, um, I don't necessarily believe everything like, I, I don't think, um, I think I keep a check on myself is what I do. Like, like I said, when I experience something, I'll write it down or whatever, but I don't I don't um, run off with it in my head necessarily. I just kind of keep track like like I'm studying myself. You know, you know what I mean? Like but I think I'm open-minded. I don't have anything that I'm like like no. I don't believe that. And I, I, I also i
0: careful with
1: also, I also look at it like it everything's so personal. And that person may really believe it they may really think this is happening to them or you know what I mean even if I don't see it if I don't in their mind it's real you know
0: um, yeah uh, that's kind of like why I want to talk to people about it like I I feel like people uh, you you it's natural to feel defensive like you don't want to say like oh, i was abducted by aliens right you know like even though you feel like in your mind for sure you were abducted by aliens like you have that experience
1: right, right. And you
0: got no real way to talk about it but you're like look man something is going on aliens whatever <laughs> something's right. getting people out there y'all need to be aware
1: <laughs> something's going on
0: <laughs> something like yeah there's something going on uh and to me like it, it's so it's hard to talk about that stuff like even like um the people who i share that experience with you know that i grew up with but mm-hmm. like, man do you remember that time like you know, we got freaked out in the house we you know we thought we heard somebody upstairs like yeah maybe i don't know like they don't uh-huh. even want to talk about it so it's hard to like bring it back up with them you know mm-hmm. um but my brother was uh the worst about lying anyways like he would just make stuff up just because he knew i would believe it <laughs> so i definitely never like you like knew i was global um but i grew up i grew up in a situation where my parents were very open to the idea of supernatural and paranormal interference like i remember my mom telling me a story that she got choked by a poker guy when i was like mm-hmm. nine Right. You know, like, I wouldn't tell my fucking kid that. Like, I don't, <laughs> look, you've got enough to worry about. Like, no, man, a ghost ain't going to choke you in your sleep. Like, what the fuck are you telling him that for? Like, what's wrong with you? And she's sitting here telling me, like, all right, look, in Mexico, because we would go, to, like, in the in the uh, central Mexico and the, the valleys, deep right. in the central jungles, right. and these are people, everyone keeps an altar, everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an altar in their house with candles burning at all times. And my mom said she got choked by a poltergeist up there. So I grew up in a, in a in an environment where we just like, yeah, there's ghosts, like yeah, and the, if there's ghosts, there's gotta be UFOs, you know. But so mm-hmm. I'm like, I already have a bias to believe this kind of stuff. What about you? Did you have I, I that experience? Like, or was it?
1: I grew up like that too. My mom believed in ghosts, yeah. and yeah, definitely. I didn't grow up in a That's house cool. where. I- where they did not believe in stuff like that or talk about it, yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, like your dad gave me that goddamn ghost. <laughs> you know, like flushing the toilet again. One time, my dad got so mad at us because he thought we were shaking the door to the bathroom. Right. He came out. We were playing outside, and his eyes were like bulging. He was so
1: mad. You're like, not He's us. Like,
0: which one of y'all was in there? He was like, it wasn't us. Like, who's shaking the bathroom doors? Like, we. Ain't- not us we've been out here like we're like we're covered in dirt and he's like it's only y'all three and me like then it started to sink <laughs> in like you stayed out there with us like he didn't want to go back inside
1: by buy himself wow
0: <laughs> yeah and it was like shaking the door uh, we um the house i grew up on uh we found a, a an officer's badge in the in the dirt from like 1956 or something from new york city just like buried in the ground Mm -hmm. when we were telling it up Um, and his last name was our family name my mom's family name was griffin and it was like Mm -hmm. officer something griffin so they were related to each other somehow Um, wow i don't know if he was the one shaking the handle on the bathroom door because it's always a dick like (laughs) like don't do that to people like who does that like even a ghost is like like you know nobody (laughs) likes that (laughs) nobody likes that what you mean the awful thing to do to someone um anyways so we're at like an hour and 10 how are you feeling Yeah.
1: oh well how long are you gonna go <laughs>
0: no I no no I, I, yeah kind of- i mean i yeah we're 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 good i mean we got plenty of uh i feel like we got plenty of good back and forth so what Mm -hmm. what i'll do is there really i don't think we have to do very much editing because we didn't have like any
1: gaps or roles in time
0: yeah um so what i'll do is i'll chop it up and then um i'll see if i can share it with you but feel free to use this as well like uh for your podcast if you need to post some i'm I'm totally down with that i'm just getting started you've got more work done than i do i'm not gonna post (laughs) um I'm not gonna post soon. I, I do have the product that I'm trying to sell, and I got to get all that lined up through my website and everything. So once I start uh, getting all that figured out, um, okay. And if you want um, to to get involved with something like that, I can also help you. Like I like you said, you're just doing the podcast thing for now, but it sounds to me like people are already reaching out to you for
1: advice, um, like or- advice on how to
0: do things <laughs> and stuff. So. There's like, there's a way to like monetize that. Like if you have the time to Mm -hmm. uh, make like a Udemy course and then link to it on a site or something like that, like people will Mm -hmm. pay for that. They're already asking you, you know, right. People are going to be drawn to you because you're, you're, you're speaking to them, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody calling me asking me to teach them how (laughs) to, I did though. Like, like when you were talking about the, uh, the banishment stuff, um -hmm. what was it no the the very first episode Mm -hmm. was it banishment that you talked about
1: like protection Mm
0: -hmm. protection like magical Mm -hmm. things like that like oh yeah i gotta i gotta send her an email like i want to ask this question you know like what you know so I, i definitely feel like how people feel i think you're on i think you're on point definitely with the the content like how do you pick a subject by the way like when you're trying to figure out what you're gonna do next
1: that's funny um like i'll have some started like okay i'm gonna do this episode and then like i don't know like i go with what feels right so like sometimes episodes get pushed like nope not doing that one now (laughs) doing this and then it i I don't know an idea come and then like my next episode i'm excited about because i don't know i pick weird songs and stuff to go with it (laughs) and then i'll get excited and then i'll just kind of i don't know I just pick a topic, it builds itself. I don't know it's I don't know i'm I don't sound very clear on how I do it. I don't know how I do it, <laughs> but I have like no, a, it sounds
0: like it's a roller coaster, like it sounds exciting, like there's a lot left uh,
1: yeah, I have like, like a different topic started like, oh, I'm gonna do something on that, Oh, this, and then whichever one sticks out, I'll kinda it'll kind of build itself.
0: You find the neatest stories to go along with them. That's what. That's my what. Tabloid.
1: Uh <laughs> huh. I. That's like my little tabloid portion. Like, did you know this? Like,
0: <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Like that story of that dude. Was it the? Oh Gates. man, I can't. Like, uh, it's like some kind of hotel thing, right? Was he Gates?
1: Gates, where he was on his honeymoon.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And his way yeah, started.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, that's awesome. Like I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, anyways, I don't know how to end it properly. I don't know if there's a, a good way to go about Is it. It I always seems like it's kind sure. of rough. Um, would you be interested in doing this again?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, because I, I I've got to like I've got to get more recordings done, but it's hard just to talk on your own about like no particular subject you know what i mean uh just like i right. find if i try to do it it's like rambling but i i have less like um mm, uh okay so's like if right. i have if you're talking talk to
1: somebody to. right
0: yeah um you want to like tackle like a, a topic together maybe we can like um work on mm-hmm. a, like collaborate make a, a joint venture at something because i like your energy like you definitely have a a different way of going about it, but it's just a way that I didn't think of. Like I'm fascinated by it. So I definitely want to do something with you later.
1: Okay. That's fine. Yep.
0: All right. Well, just- uh, Lisa, uh, do you want to like mention your podcast or tell us where we can find you?
1: Uh, my podcast is the immortal hour and you can find me on Spotify, anchor, Google play, eventually iTunes. <laughs> iTunes takes a while. <laughs> to get. Up. Yeah. And you can find me on Instagram.
0: Awesome, yeah. And I love your Instagram account. Like, uh, It cracks me up all the time. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> all right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay, have a good night.
0: Well, you too, bye. Bye.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bishop
0: Rice presents Discover a World of Sounds. Thank you, thank you. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you. A sing-along, some exciting hints on how to get the most fun out of your tape recorder, a sound effect
1: story, and a special guest We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this special news update. <clears throat> an unexpected twist in the ongoing war on terrorism. A werewolf, or some person impersonating a werewolf, can hostage an audience of up growing seniors at Veterans Memorial Auditorium. We take you now to our own VMA correspondent, Louis Bell. daar